0: Our Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis, brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. It is Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. I am your host, tiding Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D A N E, G N Z L Z, and Colby at C PAT11, that's C P A T 1 1. Be sure to uh, also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. Also, get into some non baseball talk twice a week. New episode dropping today for all of our patrons. So visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on today's episode of locked on Mariners. We have a great show on tap for you. The Mariners are now just half a game back of the second wild card following a four to two win over the A's four games to go. Still need some help from some unlikely sources, but they got it yesterday with the Orioles beating the Red Sox surprisingly and the Yankees beating the Blue Jays. The Mariners have now surpassed. The Blue Jays by half a game we will get you covered on last night's events. Then we'll talk about some of the comparisons that are being made between the 1995 team and this year's team. And finally, we'll look at tonight's game and look at what else is going on around the league. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, a uh, big win for the Mariners last night. A little bit nerve-wracking at times, a little sketchy, especially when Anthony Masevich came into the game, but they are able to escape with a 4-2 win over the A's. Tyler Anderson goes four innings pitch, gives up one earned run. But again, like I said, it was nerve-wracking because you had this great opportunity at hand with the Orioles beating the Red Sox, and uh, you end up getting it done. Drew Steckenrider shuts the door. A couple of strikeouts for him after... Giving, it, giving up a lead-off single to uh, I believe it was Matt Chapman, and uh, but really you lo- you look at the 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 whole team here and uh, and JP Crawford had a, a pretty solid day two for five, you know obviously Hanager had the home run but I think the MVP was someone that didn't even play for the Mariners or the A's it's home plate umpire Adam Hamari, who by umpire scorecards at um scorecards on Twitter. Had a 99% overall accuracy grade and a 99% overall consistency grade for his work at the plate. He only had two missed calls calling both uh, balls, which should have been strikes. But he had a near-perfect game, which you just do not see from umpires nowadays.
1: Pretty wild, all right? Yeah, I mean, his two missed calls came in the second and third inning, so that means... Innings four through nine, he was perfect, um, which is exactly what you want uh, in a game with heavy playoff implications. So uh, yeah, it's probably the best scorecard we're going to see. Um, I, I don't think I've seen one that was perfect, and we probably aren't, and you don't need perfect uh, from the umpires, but you know, it would be nice if you saw a lot more of this, if this was kind of you know, not, not necessarily the norm, but if it was more uh, common than it is to see scorecards like this and so uh good job by him but uh yeah the the real star real stars were on the field for seattle last night and uh Mm -hmm. it was it was a big win and uh half game back still need baltimore or the nationals to beat the red sox once um and if they do that and you win the rest of your games you're getting to a game 163 uh guaranteed whether you play boston or toronto whatever you're getting to a game 163, which is really probably the best you can hope for right now. Like, I I don't think you can, I don't think there's a a reasonable path where you just win that wild card spot straight up. I think you're probably going to have to win it in a game 163.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to run the table and the Red Sox are going to have to lose two games for you to outright win the wild card. Yeah. Um, so that, doesn't seem super likely with the Red Sox playing their final five games against the Orioles and the Nationals, but they're skidding a little bit. And we've yep. talked about, you know, peaking at the wrong time, and the Mariners are certainly peaking at the right time. Um, so maybe for the Red Sox, they're hitting a little bit of a slump at the worst possible moment here. And look, you know, the Nationals, for all the players that they traded away, still has some talent still. I mean, like, look, if the Orioles can beat the Red Sox, the Nationals certainly can with Juan Soto, you know, at least they have a superstar and they still have some decent pitching in their rotation. So you never know. Uh, but what the Mariners can do right now, all they can do right now is just worry about what, what they're doing. Cause I wouldn't say that they're necessarily in the driver's seat yet, but it almost feels like they are in a way. Like if they do run the table, they're at least going to get into that game one sixty three.
1: I mean, you still need help. But like you said, Boston's skidding a little bit right now. Um, Toronto. We we talked about this a few weeks ago when Toronto was on that insane hot streak. We asked if maybe they peaked too soon, um, and maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. We'll we'll see how it finishes out here. They have five games left. Um, but they do play the Yankees for two. The Yankees are red hot and the Yankees don't really have a reason to slow down They're They're still trying to clinch that, that number one wild card spot and, and beating the blue Jays once or twice here uh, would really help them do that. So uh, it feels like there's a pretty good chance. Toronto is going to drop at least one, uh, one more against the Yankees. And then just comes down to the Red Sox. Can the, can the Orioles beat them again? Maybe uh, Boston's not playing well right now. So, it's definitely possible, mm. um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it starts with you. You kind of have to win, win out, and uh, mm. it's not going to be easy. There's going to be some challenges. Uh, it would be tonight's scary. the biggest challenge. Uh, we'll we'll see I who think. pitches on Sunday. Uh, the Angels have not announced that Otani will or will not pitch on Sunday. So is Otani better than Montas? Probably, but. Yeah, tonight tonight's probably the biggest game because Oakland is literal. They lose, they're done. So they have to win tonight, and even if they do, it's it's such a long shot. But yeah, tonight's the kind of the night for for Oakland. So tonight's probably the hardest game, and then we'll see what happens. But again, Seattle has to win four in a row. But hey, you know what? They can only win one tonight, and that's all they can focus on, and and they worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, it's also pretty nice that they have an off day tomorrow whereas boston new york and toronto they got their off day on monday so uh seattle should be a, have a slight advantage there they'll be a little bit more rested um heading into the last weekend but uh, we'll see how it all works out
0: so if the mariners win tonight and tomorrow or not tomorrow um thursday wait no that's going friday. to be the start of october uh, friday yeah so that actually that number that I heard is not even possible what I was going to talk about was I read somewhere that if the Mariners win their next two games they'll have the same exact record as the 95 team uh, in September uh, 19 and 8 but now I realize that's not even possible that's silly and that and it's just as silly as the 1995 comparisons in general we're going to be talking about that in just a moment but real quick want to remind you this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with us other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Colby and I will be hosting a room once per week, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day on Locked on Mariners. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball as a whole, and so much more as well. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the mlb group for the latest league updates and follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at colby patno to be notified when our room goes live i know you won't want to miss it we can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the mariners so we'll see you there green room changing the way we talk sports We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 for that and bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games. so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online your online sportsbook experts so when you have an organization like the mariners who haven't really made the playoffs much in their entire franchise history let alone the last 20 years of course you're going to have a lot of comparisons made to the very few successful teams. And obviously the most iconic team in Mariners history is the 1995 Mariners team, which is weird considering there was a team that won 116 games six years later. But, you know, the, we've heard all about the double every single year. And, and and obviously that's been heightened because of the Mariners struggles over the last 19 years, uh, the inability to get to the postseason people basically hold on to that 95 season as their championship moment. That's pretty much the biggest success uh, in Mariners history. The, the, the greatest moment in Mariners history, if you will. And naturally, because the Mariners are making this comeback in September, storming towards the playoffs, etc., cetera, and having a great month of September, the, these comparisons have naturally been made between the 2021 team and the 1995 team. And we're here to just tell you that this is silly. <laughs> These teams are nothing alike, whatsoever. I'm sure you have plenty of, to say about it, Colby, but I'll just break down how I feel about it. Uh, the 90, 1995 team had Hall of Famers on it. The, reason they, the only reason really that they were in that position to make that comeback was Junior was hurt for the most part. That was a really good team. (laughs) That was a really, really good team. This is a band of misfits that have come together, have banded together, that um, have gone against the, basically the organization itself, telling them that they didn't believe in them, really, by not investing in them, and proving them wrong, proving the fan base wrong, proving the organization itself wrong, proving the baseball world wrong, of course, Uh, and, and this team, I mean, even if they don't make the playoffs, it seems pretty likely they're going to get to 90 wins. Now they're going to be second place in the AL West. This, that is way more unlikely than what the 95 team did. And in a way I would even argue that this is more impressive than what the 1995 team did. I know that's probably blasphemy for Mariners fans to hear, but
1: it's true. I'm right. So I I feel like one of the weird things about being a a Mariners fan, uh, particularly one who wasn't really around or, or care about the Mariners in 95 since I was pretty young um, is this idea that there's never going to be another team like this. Like that team was so special that nothing will ever replicate it. And that's always bothered me because that's an incredibly selfish view of older Mariner fans like, nothing, nothing may replicate this for you. Like, that's fine to say, but when you kind of, you have this attitude that like, oh, well, nothing will ever be the same as 95. It's impossible. Disorganization will never know anything like that again. Nope. You will never know anything like that again for people who are my age or younger, um, or just relatively new to baseball or new to the Mariners. This can be that moment. So, that I don't like, and also it's weird to me that you know these are the same people who say, "Oh, nothing will ever be as good as '95 was," and yet they also are the ones who are constantly comparing this team to the 1995 squad. So I'm mm. confused. If there's nothing, nothing's ever going to be like 1995. Why are you constantly trying to compare every Mariner team to the 1995 team? You just said it can't mm. be done. So why are, why are we doing it? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, these two teams—they're not similar. I mean, forget Griffey and Edgar and Randy Johnson, the Hall of Famers. That 95 team had Tino Martinez on it. You feel good about any of the Mariners' 26-man roster right now being as good as Tino Martinez throughout their career? Because I don't. The dude was really good. I mean, they had Vince Coleman on that team. They had uh, they had uh, Joey Cora was on that team. Mike Blowers was really good. He was on that team. So there's just not really a a fair comparison here. And so when you say things like, oh, well, it doesn't, or when you try to say it compares to 95 after decades of saying, well, nothing will ever be like 95, that was just so different. You just lose a lot of credibility. So what are you doing? Why does this team have to be compared to the 1995 team? Why does it have to be compared to the 2018 team? Why does it have to be compared to the 2020 team? This is a completely different team. This is a brand new thing. It's, It's not something that needs a comparison. So why are we trying to force it? And there's a certain element of fun to this. Like, Hey, you know, is if who's the, you know, who's the rich Amaral of this team? Who's the blah, blah, blah. Like, sure. Fine. Whatever. That's fun. But there seems to be this immense focus on longtime Mariner fans to try and turn this team into the 1995 team. And that's not fair to this team. Mm -hmm. This team is their own. It's an individual Uh, It's completely separate from the 95 team. The 95 team was, what do we have, 26 years ago now? Like, it's not relevant today. I'm sorry, it's not. As much as you want it to be, it is not relevant. The 1995 team has nothing to do with the 2021 team. They're not connected in any way other than the fact they wore the same uniform. They don't even play in the same ballpark. They don't have the same ownership. There's nothing about that team that matters to today. Stop making the comparison. Particularly if you're one who said, "Oh, there'll never be anything like '95' again," stop trying to force this to be a '95.' This is its own thing. Enjoy it. It's fun. It's different. Not everything has to be as similar to the only other time you enjoyed baseball. It doesn't. Yeah. You don't need to make that.
0: Comparison. It's also, it's also funny how, and I get it to a certain degree that that Mariners fans uh, think that some Mariners fans view '95' as well. It can't get any better than this. Yeah, I can. It absolutely can. <laughs> you could win a World Series. You're going to tell me that's not better than 95? Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the this year, this team, uh, it's a completely different story. It's it's not you know it's for, like you said, the, just the the talent comparison, and that's why I say it's more impressive because no one expected this. This team whether they make the playoffs or not going from where they were supposed to be to becoming a 90 win team. And obviously they're not officially that yet, but I have confidence. They are at least going to win two of the next four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So to go from that to this, without any real investment being made into the team, without shelling out a bunch of prospects and assets at the deadline, to be, able to, accomplish, to be able to accomplish this, to go through all these different things, to face adversity at so many times in the season where it just seemed like they were done. To fight through all of that and become a 90-win baseball team that can potentially go to the playoffs and end a 19-year drought, the longest drought in major American sports. like that, <laughs> that that's incredible that's we're literally see like if they finish this we're seeing one of the greatest sports stories in recent memory being played out right in front of our eyes and i'm not just talking about seattle sports this is like a movie worthy
1: sports story that's happening it's uh it's much closer to uh to major league the movie than it is 1995 uh, you know, the the reality. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things like, look, I I don't like to tell people how to fan. Ultimately that's up to you. Um, You get to pick and choose how you watch and who you compare to uh, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's all fine. It's all well and good and and continue to do that. But just be, be aware of this idea that when you say nothing's going to be as good as 95, what you're doing is in a way is you're belittling the experience of, of fans like us who, who didn't have 95 to experience. And we're, we're building our own kind of history of, 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 fandom here. And so, yeah, you know, it's just this idea that, Oh, it reminds me so much of 95. It, it really shouldn't. I mean, if it does fine, whatever, but don't be that person who says, Oh, this reminds me of 95. And then at the end of the day, say, but nothing really compares to 95 because that's exactly what you're trying to do. Just have fun. Treat this like what it is. It's a group of 26 brand new players trying to do something that nobody thought was possible. Um, and really trying to prove basically everybody in the everybody connected to the sport wrong. And they have a shot. They have a legitimate shot to do that. And just, just enjoy that. I just, I don't, mm-hmm. the nine, the 95 comparison yeah. is, is stupid. I, it just is.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of the yeah buts that are going around on Twitter and everything over the last few days. Just enjoy it, right? You know, Stop with the 2020 offseason retrospect where you're complaining about the team not being invested in and all that stuff. Stop worrying about the attendance at the games amidst a pandemic. Stop, stop worrying about whether this team is like 95 or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just enjoy the game. Just enjoy this team. Enjoy the final four games. There is plenty of time to rant and rave about everything you want. Once the season is done, just enjoy the ride now, though. Seriously, the, we never get this opportunity. Even this compared to or 2016 and 2014, when it did come down to the wire, this feels different. This doesn't feel as insurmountable there. This is like those times where really it came down to, well, we need this, 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 and this, and this, and this to happen. Now it's like, yeah, you still need things to happen, but it's only a couple of steps. And it's like pretty attainable. And your schedule is pretty favorable for, for you. And it's not super favorable in terms of scoreboard watching, but you could see a path. There's a very clear path to this happen. Just enjoy it. And if they don't do it, this is not a same old Mariners thing. This is not uh, whatever. This team has defied everyone's expectations. And you're fooling yourself if you don't agree. You're fooling yourself if you expected anything like this. The fact that they even got above 500 is almost a damn near miracle. To be Around 90 games and a half game out of a postseason berth with this roster, it's incredible. Like I said, this is the type of stuff that they make movies about. And you're seeing it unfold before your eyes with this team, your team. Your team is doing this right now. There's no need to reflect on anything negative. We don't need to hear it. This is a great moment for this city, for this team, for this organization, for this franchise. Even if they don't make it, the momentum that they're building into next year is undeniable. This is an incredible turn in this in this franchise's lore. And you're seeing the plan that that Jerry DePoto and the Mariners organization have crafted come to fruition. It's beautiful. It's poetic in a way. It's, it's It's just an incredible, incredible time to be a Mariners fan, to be watching this team, to be here on September 29th and be right on the cusp of ending a... 19-year depression to exercise those demons. And you want to take the attention off that because you're mad that they didn't sign Colton Wong this offseason? You want to take the attention off that because it doesn't give you the same feels as 1995? Please get out of here with that. So whatever. We're, We're going to talk about tonight's game. Frankie Montaz versus uh, Logan Gilbert. We're going to look at what the Red Sox got going on, what the Yankees and Blue Jays got going on in uh, just a moment. But real quick, I want to remind you, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bill Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180 have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs and all the flavors are amazing tasty and most importantly healthy go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your order at built.com welcome back to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day logan gilbert versus frankie Montas tonight uh it'll be Gilbert's uh last start of the regular season, we presume. Um what are you hoping to see from uh from Gilbert tonight, Colby?
1: Um I want to see him uh be competitive. I want to see him attack hitters. Uh it would be great to see him have his slider um particularly early. Uh you know, this this is a big game. It's every, every game. After every win, the next game is the biggest the Mariners have had in, you know, at least five years, six years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's every game is is the new biggest game for the Mariners in at least a half a decade. And then that can that can do something, uh, you know, to your mm-hmm. to your psyche, particularly that of a young pitcher. Now, what's great about Logan Gilbert is that Gilbert has had somewhat similar-ish experiences this year. He faced the Yankees, wasn't phased. He faced the Red Sox, wasn't phased at all. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. he faced the Red Sox in the middle of a playoff race. So he's he's handled this type of situation before, but obviously things get a little bit amplified this late in the year. So we'll see what he can do. Um, I, I want him to hopefully... You know, bullpen's still in pretty good shape because, you know, shame on us for going 20 some odd minutes and not miss and not mentioning Tyler Anderson uh, for a while. Uh, but he gave you four innings yesterday. Uh, and really, the only guy who's probably not available tonight is Casey Sadler. So you should be in pretty good shape. And even Sadler only threw like 11 pitches to get four out. So he's thrown something like 20 pitches in the last two days. He might be available, especially with the off day tomorrow. So bullpen's in pretty good shape. Uh, get through the lineup once. We'll see how this looks after that. Maybe push him. You know, as long as he continues to throw well, you push him for an extra out here and there, um, and you hand it over to the bullpen. So I, I just want to see him look relaxed. I want to see him, you know, throwing strikes, and most importantly, I want to see him have one of his off-speed pitches early in the game because I think that's going to be critical to uh, to his success against Oakland tonight. What did last
0: night do for your confidence levels in regards to the wild card race?
1: If um, not not a lot. Um, okay. Mainly, mainly because it's eh, mainly it's because there's a uh, there's a certain. What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't, it's not really a sense of doom, but I still look at what the Mariners have to have happen for them. Uh, and it still seems so unlikely. You know what I mean? So it's if, if Seattle, you know, if Seattle gets through tonight and they're a half game up on Boston or something like that, um, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good about that because then it's, you know, destiny is in my hand, but in, until destiny is in the hands of, of the Mariners themselves, you know, I, I, still feel, still feel like it's unlikely, but it certainly gets more likely every single day. Um, and in mm. fact, I think fan has them up till about 15% chance to make the playoffs now, um, mm. which is a pretty sizable jump from where they were yesterday. So, uh, yeah, How like wild I, I still would
0: it be to have a magic number after tonight?
1: Yeah, that's that's weird that that's that's a thing, um, and nobody loves magic numbers like Bob Nightingale. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, that would that would be really really cool. So we'll see how it goes. We don't really know, um, you know, how you, c- you can't really control what Boston does. Um, but yeah, I, I still feel cautiously optimistic that this is something that could happen. Obviously, the the loss last night by Boston it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on them because now they're trying not to collapse. Right. Whereas Seattle, I mean, they could go 0 four and nobody's going to say they collapsed. Well, maybe one or two morons will say they collapsed, but nobody's going to feel that way. Right. If Boston even gets to a game 163, people are going to say they collapsed. So there's a lot of pressure on that. And so Seattle's kind of in this, in this good position where it's like, look, if we make it great, if we don't, you know, that's, that's going to suck. But, you know they, they have a butt, right? Well, that was too bad. But look at what we did. And Boston yeah. doesn't. Boston doesn't have that. So if Boston doesn't make the playoffs, that's just a bad year. Particularly based on where they were for most of this month. So yeah, it's 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 not great. You know they've lost. I think they've lost four in a row now. So uh, yeah, the pressure's on them. Seattle just got to keep mm-hmm. winning and, and keep the pressure on them.
0: Nathan Evaldi is pitching tonight for the Red Sox, and he imploded uh, in his last start. So we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, they're going up against, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, Zach Lothar. All right. Well, <laughs> Godspeed, Baltimore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then it's a really good one going on tonight in Toronto. Uh, Garrett Cole versus Jose Barrios. Whew. Uh we'll we'll see how that goes. But um if the Yankees win, I almost feel like at that point Eh might not have to worry about the Blue Jays as much. I mean we'll see. They still gotta they, they get to play the Orioles in their next series, so they could certainly sweep them. Um so we'll see. But it's um you know, it's still unlikely until it's not if that makes sense um you're gonna need the Orioles to come through with an upset or the Nationals are gonna have to come through with an upset here um over the next five days and uh you know I I, I do like the Nationals chances more than the Orioles still not super likely but that is still a team that has quite a bit of talent that can give a struggling team like the Red Sox some trouble. So that's really the, the series that I look at there with that, but see how it goes. Um, Big, you know, few days coming up and the Mariners, of course, just all they can really focus on right now is just winning games, winning out and, um, and, uh, you know, just controlling what they can control basically. And, If they get lucky tonight, and the Orioles somehow win again, by the way, if they do, if they, if, if, by the way, I'll make this proclamation right now: the Orioles somehow sweep the Red Sox. I will buy myself a Trey Mancini jersey. (laughs) I'm not even joking. If they, if they somehow beat the, or not even beat, sweep the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I will. I will eat the two hundred dollars and buy a Trey Mancini jersey. I will do it.
1: Uh, so there you go, should Orioles. Uh, your move. I think you should let me pick the Orioles jersey. You have to buy. Oh, Raise God. the stakes even right. higher. It's gonna be like Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo, <laughs> baby. But uh, oh boy, no, but, yeah. I'll, I'll come so, up with something good. Uh mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, uh, if the Orioles sweep we will do that. And, uh, but if not, uh, hopefully the nationals can get the job done at least once. And I have some mild confidence in that, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, but overall again, Mariners just got to stay on course here and, and just win out, take it, take it a game, uh, at a time and, uh, treat every game like a playoff game, uh, in terms of bullpen management and all that stuff. Um, situational awareness all that stuff just you gotta scrape and claw and do whatever you can to, to win these games here and uh should be in a pretty good spot just not a whole lot of room for error so we'll see how it goes but a really fun time right now hope you guys enjoyed the show we will be back tomorrow thank you so much for joining us here on locked on mariners and making us your first listen of the day for colby patnode i'm Titan gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.